in three words. The best stories. What are some of the best things going on right now? The The best best stories are authentic. They are relevant. Thought-provoking. Emotional is probably the first one The best stories are humorous. Shareable. They are entertaining. They're unique. I would say inspiring. Honest. Real. Colorful. And and they're emotional. Those are some of the best stories. Welcome into Storyteller, a special in-person and on-location edition of Storyteller here at the Hatback Bar and Grill in Seattle across the street from T-Mobile Park, of course, the home of the Seattle Mariners. I'm your host today, Michelle Ledka-Furbush, and I am joined by two amazing people that I'm so excited to be here with to share some stories, and, you know, we might have to, like, break into some beers here soon, too. Oh, clearly. You know, I mean, we're, we are at a bar. Yeah. Um, but, of course, I am here on to my right is a diehard Seattle sports fan and CEO of tag board nathan peterson hello thank you for having me glad to have you here and then over on this side on my left we have got beth knox the president of the seattle sports commission thank you good to be here so happy to have you guys here now usually when we start storyteller it's usually a little bit more of a formal interview process today we're just gonna have some fun we're gonna have some stories we're gonna talk different moments and different things and and on that kind of note of kind of mixing it up usually when we start storyteller we start with the same question which is fill in the blank the best stories are blank blank and blank but since we're kind of at a sports theme today I think we can all agree that the best stories are passionate fans sports culture and community which are things that I know both the sports commission and tag board really pride themselves on. So instead of starting with that, we're going to start out with something new, which is compliments of our fabulous producer, Sky Muller, and it is called First We Flex, where basically we know each other, but we want you guys to know us. So we basically are going to tell you guys a little bit more about us and our backgrounds. I'll start first. Um, as I said, I am the host of Storyteller today. When I'm not doing that at Tagboard, I'm a senior client success manager. I'm also an Emmy award-winning sportscaster with 15 years of broadcasting experience. I was fortunate enough to be a sportscaster in my hometown of Seattle for a decade covering the Seahawks back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, the WNBA, the Seattle Storm winning two WNBA championships, and of course the Seattle Sounders having four MLS Cup appearances. I like hit the jackpot (laughs) when it came to like when I covered sports in Seattle, Um, and of course shout out to the Mariners, love them. They're going to do something hopefully this year. Um, You didn't say Huskies. That is where my good friend Nate and I here agree. I am a diehard Coog. Uh, Go Cougs. Can't, we don't hold it against you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can guess this man over here is a husky. But yes, so that's... There is a line yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Line drawn House in the divided. sand. So that's me. That's my flex. Beth, I'm going to toss it over to you. All right. Well, uh, I started my career out here in Seattle uh, and was in the events business. And pretty much the large-scale special events was what I entered into and stayed with. Uh, much of my career, uh, I uh, worked at events like Seafair and Bumbershoot and uh, a lot of these large uh, events. And it was during my time uh, when I came back to Seafair as the CEO that I had the opportunity to get more connected to sports. Uh, when you know, Obviously, Seafair is a, a producer of parade, parades, a lot of them. So when the Seahawks won the uh, Super Bowl, we were the, the organization that was asked to produce the victory parade. Uh, so those connections to sports kept uh, evolving and uh, led me to the opportunity to produce the Special Olympics USA Games that were hosted here in Seattle in 2018. 
And from there, after that ended, uh, I ended up with the, the Sports Commission. So it's been a, a long journey, and I've loved most every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> and before we jump over here to Nate really quick, what, for the folks who don't know, what is the Seattle Sports Commission? So the, the commission is, has two primary purposes. Mm -hmm. One is to generally support our sports community, whether that's collegiate uh, or the professional teams. Uh, and we will bring them together where uh, there is a, a need and where we can help amplify the work that they're doing. The second purpose that we have is to attract and host premier sporting events here in this region. So we'll be talking more about those events here. Uh, but events that add quality of life to our region, as well as an economic impact uh, and creates pride in our city. All of that is how we determine what events we bring here. I love it. I love it. And so, okay, you know, I mean, she talked about some major tentpole events, which we all know us at Tag Board, we love yes, tentpole absolutely. events. But before we get to that, okay, I, I don't know why I'm doing my, this. This, my, is, this my is my flex. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we do, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's, yes, that's a good flag. Okay. Uh, flex for oh, us, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> First off, I mean, I'm a fan of both of you, so this is like an honor to be sitting here. Uh, I've been to so many of the events that you mentioned. I'm a born and bred Seattleite, so like I, I grew up in the greater Seattle area. Uh, you know, been to pretty much every seafarer every year, bumper shoot, uh, you name it. Uh, obviously a major Hawks fan. Uh, I was not at the parade because I was in Cabo. Oh. I, but I like my my wife can attest that I almost flew home without my family <laughs> to go to the parade. Uh, that I will year. say you were warmer. I was yes. going to say the same yes. we were yes. here. Uh, but I also, you know, had many years of watching Michelle on, on television before. I, I've had the pleasure of us working together now, which is which is great. Um, so I mean, I go way back. I mean, I, I grew up playing sports in this community. Uh, went to the University of Washington while I was at UW. Uh, I did not play basketball there, despite my, my 6'4 height. I'm, uh, I'm good, but not that good. Got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to throw it up. You're way better than me, 100%. <laughs> I can't speak for that. Yes, yes. I, I, uh, I can. <laughs> no, way better. But uh, I, I actually applied uh, on the very last day of applications. I applied for an internship at the Seattle Sonics and Storm. Uh, at the time, uh, which uh, it was a community relations internship uh, uh, posted by Wywana Montgomery and Rick Dupree, and I believe Rick's still in the in the greater Seattle area uh, in uh, working in the community. Uh, I ended up um, I ended up beating out like 250 plus people and, and getting the job. I, I like ran down there and like met them in person and was like, "You need to give me this job. Like this is my dream job. I've been a Sonics fan my entire life." So I worked in community relations for the Sonics and Storm, nice. started as an intern, uh, ended up working there for about three years. Uh, I was there during the Ray Allen or Shard Lewis years. We drafted Katie while I was there. Um, you know, absolutely loved my time in that community, but it, it taught me so much about how much professional sports can impact a community. Um, so you, you see me rocking my, my Ray jersey today. <laughs> Uh, throwback, uh, bring back our Sonics, hashtag bring back yes. our Sonics. Um, uh, so that was really the start of it. And then I got into the corporate world. And even in the corporate world, uh, I, I did some, some time working with Major League Baseball at T-Mobile. Uh, and then I went into startups and, and ultimately, you know, landing at Tagboard uh, and, and uh, spending my time there. We've been able to work with 
everyone in sports from the NFL to the NBA to the NCAA, uh, NHL, MLS, and, uh, and, and been really fortunate to work with all of our local Seattle sports teams here. Uh, so I'm basically having the time of my life living my dream job and then I, I got an opportunity, uh, uh, Michelle actually brought it to me and said, hey, the, the Seattle Sports Commission is looking for more commissioners and was interested to see if you might want to join. So I did some checking around, talked to my guy Nate Silverman over at the yeah. Seattle Storm and, uh, and said, you know, you should absolutely look into this. And uh, I'm proud to say that I, I think I'm the newest commissioner. You are. Uh, you yes. are the and newest. So, um, yes. That is my flex. Oh. Go Seattle Sports. <laughs> Boom. And I think Nate they just hit such a great point in there when you were talking about your experience with the Sonics of kind of, I mean, I think really encompasses what the sports commission does so well about caring about the community mm -hmm. and about bringing people together with like-minded ideals and values because it doesn't matter at the end of the day where you're from what your background is sports is something that unites us all and i think that is something for our viewers watching this who maybe are across the country aren't in seattle that's what they might take away from this today is kind of the little secret sauce i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie my flex here for beth is that the seattle sports commission does it right which is why i was so excited to connect the two of you guys um, and have tag board get involved um, obviously for you personally getting involved with the sports commission feeds your fire your passion for sports but why was it so important for tag board to also kind of take a bigger role of involvement with the sports commission yeah i mean you know we're a fully remote company these days we have uh, 55 employees in 18 states but tag board was founded in redmond washington and uh, you know the the founder josh decker is a massive sports fan he and i kind of connected on that as well i'm a massive sports fan um, you know, Huskies, Seahawks, Mariners, Sounders, uh, now the Kraken. I don't really know much about hockey, but I'm learning. Uh, you know, and, and, and of course, our, our championship, Seattle Storm and Sue Bird, who, you know, I, I was really fortunate enough to, like, go to schools with Sue Bird and, and work with kids and, like, you know, see firsthand, like I said, what it's like in the community. Um, for Tag Board, like, we need to we need to be supporting the initiatives that we care about and you know building up the seattle sports community is a is a huge initiative for you know i'd say at least a third of our team is still based here in the in the greater seattle area and so anything that i can do uh to offer help uh, any kind of expertise any kind of you know even if it's expertise within our company which has uh, you know, I think probably 11 Emmys stacked up between everybody that uh, we, we've got a bunch of uh, producers, former on-air talent, you name it. Um, you know, we're a media company and to, to be a media company that supports sports and entertainment, anything that we can do from Tag Board's point of view to help the Sports Commission, I want to do it. It's interesting to me that uh, we have a similar passion around it, and it's the general sports. It's mm -hmm. not, of course, you might have a preferred sport, but our both of our jobs allow us to work with all of the teams. Yep. And then it's that connection to the community that I think is so special about our jobs. Uh, being able to support, whether it's what the team is doing in the community or individual athletes or mm -hmm. coaches, uh, and having that have a positive impact, to me, that's the full circle mm -hmm. piece of it that uh, is so satisfying to Absolutely. be in this world. And I, that's interesting that we are very different businesses and yeah. yet 
almost you know, the same in many ways. The thing that I love to see time and time again, especially in the city of Seattle, that mm -hmm. I don't know if you necessarily see this in other parts of the country, and I think a lot of it has to do with the support of the Seattle Sports Commission, but also speaking to who these different organizations are individually, is that every single team based in Seattle loves to see the other teams in yes. Seattle succeed. I've never seen a, a, another city just step up that, you know, you've got the Storm cheering on the Mariners and the Mariners cheering on the Sounders and the Seawolves cheering on the Seahawks. And right. it's, it's, it's so unique as you kind of deal with different, I'm sure, people in other cities and, and talk to different walks of life in the sports community. What do you think it is about the city of Seattle and our fandom and our love for our teams that makes it so special here? Well, it is that culture that you just spoke of, and a, a great example is uh, I took over the Sports Commission in March of 2020. Interesting time to take over anything in sports uh, at the, the start of the pandemic, but one of the first things that I did was reach out to the leaders of all the sports teams mm -hmm. and ask, are you talking with each other to work your way through the pandemic, uh, and are you talking with local government? And what I found is that uh, there was a, a, a quite a bit of informal conversations. These two would talk and those two would talk, but they weren't doing it all together. Uh, and no one was talking with local government. So I brought them together for uh, a Zoom call, because that's what we did back then, and, uh, and invited representatives from the mayor's office, county execs, and governor's office. And we had this phenomenal conversation, uh, and the, the leaders were so incredibly supportive of one another, collaborative, and generous. Uh, they would say, here's our playbook. Here's what we're doing right now. Here's how we're figuring out. And the Mariners were really taking the lead at that time because they were the ones in season. The Kraken hadn't even opened yet or launched. Uh, and, and the other teams were not in season, but they were anticipating it. So, uh, but they, uh, to a team, they would all just hand over their, their guidelines, their, uh, their messaging to employees, their in-house in uh, protocols, and were just incredibly generous. And after that first call, I said, you know, do you want to do this again? And they said, yes, and can we do it every week? <laughs> I was like, okay then. And, but I'll tell you what, we, for, for uh, over, it was probably 18 months, that group met weekly and, uh, and I got to witness that every week, that collaboration and support and the cheering on that they would do for each other. Uh, and I think the takeaway for me is that the teams individually are highly competitive with themselves. Mm -hmm. They want to be the best team that they can be, uh, but they're not, uh, not at the expense of one of the other teams. And uh, I know that they love and appreciate the relationships that they've developed uh, with each other and uh, and, it, and it's I have heard from many colleagues that this doesn't happen in other cities uh, I'm sure it does in some but the majority of them uh, you don't have uh, universal collaboration and support for one another so it's something that Seattle should be really proud of uh, and I think it is indicative of our culture here and the support that we have for sports in this region I think this is the perfect moment because, I mean, that's just too hard to follow up right there. I mean, it just is. <laughs> Thanks so, for not making yeah, me Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. I was like, that was just 
money. Yeah. Uh, talk about a flex. <laughs> we are going to pull in a brand new segment. Again, Ooh. compliments of our amazing producer, Sky Muller, who actually I'm going to bring in. He came up with this because we are at the Hatback Bar and Grill. So this is his Hatback <laughs> Story Snack. Yep. We're basically, because we're, we're sharing stories here today. We're sharing moments. So Beth, I'm going to have you do oh, this first. You're going pill to pull out a topic. Tell us what it says, and we're gonna we're gonna answer this question. Okay. We're gonna see what we come up with. Which Seattle sports icon should get the next statue in this town? I know we're gonna be in agreement oh. on this. Yep. I, Sue Bird. Sue Bird. Yeah. Sue Bird. Yeah. I was thinking like, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't can, can we only. can we start like I would I would personally like yeah. donate money to that, and I know a lot of people in Seattle yeah. would. So like, how do we make that happen and mm -hmm. fast? <laughs> right. It, it, and and uh, and of course a, a big piece of it is. Uh, who do you get to make that statue? The, right. the artist yeah. is, I think, is really uh, as important as the fact that she deserves this recognition. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of got to be like you almost think it's got to be a unique statue too, because it'll be outside of Climate Pledge. Right. So right. like you know, can you do it like with recycled materials somehow? Like. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be. But I would love to see it go. Like, I would love if that this when this happens. Because yes. let's be real, it, yeah. will. it will. I would love to see Sue be involved in the process of it because I'm yeah. sure, knowing everything she stands for, she would want to have you know an inclusive or diverse artist or exactly. something. Because also, we have to think about it one step further. There are not very many statues of women. Athletes, politicians, I mean, right. any, but I mean, where, Anywhere. where right. will you yeah. find a statue of a woman? It's incredible. And yeah. so I think it would be really monumental on, like, not only honoring Sue Bird because she's the GOAT, yeah. but like on so many other levels for the city of Seattle. Yeah, all the things that she represents. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I think about like the icons of Seattle, and we've, we've had a lot of them, but like Sue, like Sue and Ken Griffey Jr. are kind of like the top two for me, like that, that, that changed more than just. Uh, you know, more than just their own personal accomplishments. It was about changing the game itself, right? right and right. and and building, uh, you know, building a foundation for the future, right? Yeah, and and to how amazing that Seattle has those two, right? <laughs> and we have both of them here, and yeah. it, because they did not only change the game, but they they, they changed a generate generations yeah. of how people think about uh, about athletes and and uh, and the sports that they are in. So I, it's, I thought Russell was going to be next, but you know we're now 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 I'm going to hold out. That, yeah. Now I'm going to now I'm going to hold out. I think it, I think Julio's our next one. Julio's I think Julio is our guy. Yeah, okay. I'm yes. with you there. See, and yep. I think it's fun about this conversation. I don't know if you guys ever play this game, but like who would be on the Mount Rushmore of Seattle Ooh. sports? Oh. And what I always fall back on is that. There are too many yeah. that I would want to have immortalized. Who would you have? Well, see, and this is it's I a mean, toss Sue, up. Sue, Sue and Griffey. Yep. Sue and Griffey. Uh, I also think Megan Rapino. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I know, I know she's not done yet, but I just think yep. it's deservedly so. I would say a Clint Dempsey from the Sounders. Ooh, okay. um, I would love to have the entire Legion of Boom. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like maybe like four tiny statues, you know, for them. I love seeing um, Sherm, Sherm back in the community. I know. Oh, yeah, I know. But, but Bam Bam Cam's my favorite. Cam <laughs> Chancellor is one of the yes. greatest of all time. Up for Hall of Fame this oh. year, which made me feel old because I'm like, how is he eligible yet? <laughs> when you see those highlights, I just, I feel bad for those guys. Like yeah. that oh. must have hurt. 
Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, okay, okay, back on, I mean, we could talk about this all day. Yeah. Yes. But keeping kind of with our theme here of different things, we touched on it a little bit with the Sioux statue of the word inclusiveness. And that is something I think Seattle does so well of supporting mm -hmm. each other in, and specifically the Sports Commission. You guys have several events that you guys do. Um, year-round, annually. But the next one that's coming up is the annual Women's Leadership uh, Breakfast. Right. It's an amazing event. You guys have put together a panel about intentional leadership. Share with us kind of the thought process behind the Women's Leadership Breakfast and why you have put together such a diverse group of folks to come and talk, which I need to point out, it's not all women. It's men oh. and women, which I think is so important and so wonderful. And we also have a uh, one of our moderators mm -hmm. um, is uh, Jordan Babineau, Seahawks yeah. legend. Yes. Uh, so he'll be involved. And so intentional leadership is uh, an, an kind of an underlying theme of all of our breakfasts of, of how do we make decisions to be better leaders mm -hmm. and how do we learn from that? Uh, who are the, the people that we're learning from? Uh, we also have a very specific topic this year, and it is about gender and pay equity mm -hmm. and how do we bridge that gap? Yeah, there's, of course, a lot of work that has already been done, uh, so much more to go. So what are the, what are the tactics that we can employ to, to help bridge that gap and make that uh, difference up? Uh, and, and especially for young leaders coming into their professions and developing, uh, what, what steps can they take to help uh, how they think about it? in how they present themselves uh, and, and, and be leaders for the folks that come after them. Uh, and so we are, it, it's not an easy conversation and we certainly don't want to have uh, it be one-sided. So we're gonna be hearing from a lot of different voices about this topic. Uh, gender uh, equity is just as important as the pay equity. Uh, and then that just leads into inclusiveness in general mm -hmm. in, in the workplace. Uh, how do we ensure that diversity and inclusion is uh, at the forefront of our hiring practices and then the, the culture that we develop in our workplace. All of that plays into it. So it's gonna be a fascinating conversation. We'll have uh, three different components to it. Jordan is gonna lead a fireside chat with uh, Olympic athlete uh, Nevin Harrison. Uh, she was in the sprint canoe and won a gold medal. Uh, so she'll be talking at that level on the Olympic side. And then we will have uh, leaders in uh, the community, the business community and sports community of Seattle talking about gender and pay equity. We'll uh, close it out with our closing speaker is the COO of the Seattle Sounders, Maya Mendoza Ekstrom. Uh, and she's gonna be talking about also the role that Title IX has played in all of this. Uh, as I'm sure most people know, this year was the 50th anniversary of Title IX. Uh, so again, all that we've accomplished and then where we go forward with it. It's exciting. Absolutely, and I know obviously this breakfast was one of kind of another reason Tag Board wanted to get involved with the Sports Commission. We yes. have we have some involvement as well. I mean, I think it's time for us to have another flex. One of, <laughs> one of our fabulous gals at Tag Board will be speaking on behalf of Tag Board because she's, everything they're trying to do with the Sports Commission of help kind of set the stage kind of for more inclusive, wider range, you know, equity, all these things. Those are the same principles that Tag Board lives by. Absolutely, and, and we were so proud to, to be able to sponsor the breakfast and then to have uh, Stephanie Smith, who's our SVP of People and, and, and Culture Operations. She is absolutely phenomenal. And so when you look at a company like ours that, that you know, grew up in this, uh, you know, in, this, in the Seattle, uh, greater Seattle area as a, you know, 
Isla and I joined, we were 18 people, and then we went up to 25, 30 people. Uh, we were 30 people in December, but we're now 55 people. When you look at how you grow that fast and scale that fast, uh, one of the most important things that you can do is build a scalable operation around your people and your culture. And Stephanie is a, is a foremost expert of that. She graduated uh, with her MBA from Gonzaga and came to me one day and said, hey, I want to build the culture practice and the HR practice for how we grow Tagboard. Um, she built it from scratch and it became the most important part of our company. And in the, in, in the last uh, in the last six months, as we've almost doubled in size, uh, we've been able to maintain almost a 50-50 male-female ratio uh, at Tagboard. Uh, we pay very close attention to pay equity uh, throughout the entire process. We're almost 40% people of color, um, and and we have a hundred percent. We just got certified as a great place to work. We have a hundred percent job satisfaction, which when there's you know That's I think incredible. I think it was, I think it's 49 people took the survey and uh, <laughs> I don't I don't I'm not gonna say anything about the other few people that didn't <laughs> I don't know who it is but they didn't take the survey um, but you know 49 people can say that they're satisfied with their job and and for us to be able to stand behind one of the main reasons we believe that that's the case is because we're a values-based company right. right and we don't just put words on paper but we act with those words and we make sure that the actions match that and the the team that leads that process is the team that Steph leads. So I'm super excited for you guys to have her on stage and for, for her to be able to tell the story about how we think about uh, each and every bit uh, of, you know, pay equity, uh, gender and diversity, DEIB, uh, you know, and making sure that we're building an inclusive company and helping build an inclusive community around us. I am so excited to hear what she has to say. Uh, and that's such an important voice mm -hmm. in uh, on this panel because uh, everybody comes from a different perspective and, uh, and, and just being able to hear the different ideas allows us to apply that to our own world. So it's going to be great to have Stephanie join us. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's such an interesting kind of time in our life as a culture, as a society, as we try to make changes for the better, try to work towards just better treatment of folks across the board and have a good positive culture. Mm -hmm. I know us as a media company and also us as in the sports industry, I see it twofold over all the time. And I talk a lot with uh, tag board clients in particular. We have, we deal with obviously a lot of news clients that want to make their programming, make their conversation, make it very inclusive, bring people together, all these kind of things. And I'm curious to hear both of your thoughts coming from the sports world, coming from the media world. Why do you think people look to sports and to media to help bridge that divide essentially and help kind of even the playing field, help with the culture? And why do you think that those two industries have the ability to help be the catalyst for those changes? Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Because yeah. I know it's very different, but it's very much the same. Sports bringing people together, media yeah. trying to bring people together, make people feel inclusive. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Well, sports is a great unifier, mm -hmm. right? It, it is, uh, it's the one thing that, you know, uh, it doesn't really matter what uh, race, religion, uh, sexual orientation, uh, your political beliefs, like, it doesn't matter. Like, we all come together around the teams that we love and care about and the players that, that you know, uh, are so exciting to watch. 
And I think that, you know, it, it's a commonality. Like, you find commonality with people and in, a, in a time where, um, you know, everything is so heightened and people are so sensitive and, like, there's, you know, there's, there's so much going on in the world. Like, this is one of the things that can kind of bring us all back to center and say, we don't really have all the differences that you think that we have. We actually have a lot more in common, which can spark conversation that can help change. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I think that the uh, how sports can highlight individuals with natural skills mm -hmm. as well as those that have skill, but uh, really it's based on their effort mm -hmm. and their dedication and commitment and their, their attitude. And then media reflects that to the rest of the world and, and, and sending that message out there and showcasing uh, what that kind of commitment and dedication can, how that can, what can that result in. Uh, that setting as a role model uh, is so valuable in how we communicate to the world. Uh, and it's also those values that those, those certain athletes that we know of that demonstrate, live out their values. Mm -hmm. and, and again, it's amplified through the media. Uh, and so people get to be part of it and learn from it. And uh, even when they are not consciously aware that that is starting to make a difference in how they think and how they, they see the world. Uh, that's where I think that we're such great partners in that way and mm -hmm. being able to change the world and helping to, to send that message. Well, you think too, like media has changed so much that like the, the people who create media is, is everyone, right? It's not just <laughs> the big brand, uh, traditional media outlets that get to tell the story. And I think, you know, uh, a great unifier over this summer, uh, and also I, I should point out, I would put this 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 guy on our, our Mount Rushmore uh, is Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford has stood up for the Seattle basketball community for a long time. There's a lot of people that want to see the Sonics come back home, um, but he, with his Pro-Am League, uh, attracted some of the foremost talent and, and honestly, the largest names in the NBA. You had LeBron James, Jason Tatum uh, come into town to play in this pro-am, and it blew up the city, right? right? It right. blew up social media. The city was going crazy. You had people camping out, <laughs> yeah. waiting to watch a basketball game, and this was a unifier, right? right? I mean, it was dads and their children and moms and their children, and, like, it was wild. Like, you see this, and, and you're like, this is what it's all about, right? You, you have a, a great unifier that can help like facilitate change more so than, you know, even just like a media outlet going on and saying like, hey, people want their basketball team back. It's right. like, no, the community mm -hmm. said this, like the community showed out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to top it off, I mean, you mentioned Jamal Crawford, one of the nicest human beings oh. who gives so much back to this community, not just yeah. on the court, but in the community, on the streets itself. I should note, first ever interview of a professional athlete I ever did was with Jamal Crawford. Really? 20-year-old intern Michelle. Really? Clueless. Did not know what I was doing. <laughs> I was interning for Root Sports. At the time was uh, right. uh, Fox Sports Northwest. He was at Seahawks training camp. And the photographer goes, hey, hey, that's Jamal Crawford. Go, go interview him. Yeah. So I walk up to him completely unprepared. And I'm like, hi, like, can I ask you a couple of questions, you know? And I was terrible. He was so nice to me and so kind and so positive because he knew I was an intern, knew I was terrified. 
Yeah, and I just think that speaks so much to his character. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, he was just recently <laughs> uh, the winner, the recipient mm -hmm. of the Paul Allen Humanitarian mm -hmm. Award Amazing. Uh, for the Seattle Sports Star of uh, the Year Award yeah. show. So, uh, I love it. Very fitting. I yeah. love it. Uh, so wonderful. Well, I think it's time for some more stories. Okay. So let's call Sky back in here. Right. Nate, I think you get you get a pick this time. Ooh, okay. I, I feel like you guys are trying to overpower me with coups. That's why you keep bringing that's back true. in. That is true. Go yeah. coups. Go coups. All right. Who's your favorite Seattle athlete from any time period that wasn't a household name or face of the franchise? That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one because I feel like, especially with the not a household name, because I feel like Seattle right. does a really good job of knowing promoting our, all of the players. But yeah. I'm curious, I'm curious your thoughts. Anybody come to mind? I'll go. go I'm, I'm yeah. going Detlef Shrimp. Oh, Det I love Detlef. Yeah, Det Detlef Shrimp. Uh, he's a fellow Husky. Um, he was my, I, I still have his jersey. Uh, from I, I used to wear it as a you know as a, a young kid, and funny enough, I grew up without a dad, raised by a single mom, and and we, me and my friends used to, when we'd go to parties, we'd tell people I was Det's son, just to, <laughs> because I was I was tall and I had the same spiky hair back in the day. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, Det, Det's an all-time favorite of mine. Uh, him and I think I was saying earlier, Desmond Mason, the okay. cowboy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another solid choice. Yeah, Desmond Mason, the cowboy. I've got a. I just found the other day an autographed uh, Seattle Times clipping that he had autographed for me when he jumped over Richard Lewis to win the dunk competition. Um, I was. I, I loved him. He was the most fun player to watch. Also, a really good community guy. Love it. Yeah. I've got two that come to okay, mind, go for it. but from two different eras of my life. First, I'm going to go with John Buck, catcher for the Seattle Mariners, 2014. Ah. Okay, very specific. This is not someone a yeah. lot of, you know, you'd yeah. have to be a hardcore Mariners fan to remember this guy. Fantastic. He made his kind of fame uh, with the Royals prior to coming to Seattle. Um, but he, I first learned of him at spring training because instead of renting a house, you know, down in Arizona or whatever, he, he's a camping guy, so he has this great, huge, big RV. So he took his RV down to spring training and parked it at the local RV park and would start doing weekly potlucks with the other folks at the RV campground. Amazing. And that was his thing. And so I, I met him through that, kind of doing a story. Then when he came up to Seattle, he did the same thing, lived out like past North Bend, <laughs> at one of the RV, you know, trailer lots. And yeah, was in with the, the community there. And I did a story, we did a, we did a Cribs. Remember the, the show yep, Cribs? Yep. We did a yep. Cribs version where he showed us his totally amazing trailer. Like it was incredible. Um, but I'll never forget that. He was, he was such a nice guy. And specifically the Mariners released him. And I'll, I'll, I remember it was the middle of the season. And that clubhouse was so sad after he was released because he didn't play. He was a backup catcher, but they loved him. He was a great guy. So that's my Love number that. one. My second one is from my childhood, Horace Grant. Oh, Horace Grant. <laughs> he wow. lived in the neighborhood yeah. over from where I grew up. 
and on Halloween every year, he would be in full costume, handing out candy, opening the door, would sign any autograph, and I was like, this? And that was like one of my first interactions with like a professional athlete, and I was like, this guy's so nice. He had Dra he was Dracula one year, and had the teeth. Yeah. Anyway, that. those are mine. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go a, a non-traditional sport, uh, but traditional for Seattle. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he eventually became a household name, but before he was, uh, this is a, uh, one of the hydroplane drivers. Ooh. Hydroplanes. So Chip Hanauer, of course, it, it, many people in Seattle know his name now, but when I was, Seafair was my first job uh, that I worked at. And uh, so I'm in my 20s, and Chip is this up-and-coming driver, but no one knew his name at that time. And uh, he, for, for years, and even long after he became a name, he would come into the office and uh, say, my grandma wants to volunteer. How can she help? Oh. <laughs> it was so adorable. And so, of course, this was a while ago, went back when we uh, uh, did mailings. <laughs> uh, not digitally, there was snail mail. And so we would print off all of the letters. Uh, he would take the envelopes and the letters and take them to his grandma. She would stuff all of the, you know, fold and stuff them, and, and then he'd bring the box all back to us so that we could mail them out. Those kinds of things that he he would frequently come into the office and, and offer to help. And then anytime we said, we need you in the community, he would do it. Again, both when he was not as well known and then later when he was. Uh, and that was such a, a great role model mindset uh, for me. And I've always kept that uh, at the forefront when I've worked with other, other athletes afterwards. I think there's something really huge about that too as someone who's, who's have fortunate to cover a lot of different athletes at different stages of their career, it says something so much about someone's character when they treat you the same way when they weren't as known to all the way through Afterwards. to when they were big time. You exactly. know what I mean? And they don't change. They're that consistent person with the same right. values. Yeah. Right, right. It's a and beautiful those values thing. are their North Star. Yes, yes. No matter what. Yeah. I, it always stuck with me, like, you know, because I think they're athletes, like, you get all across the spectrum and we've all been around a lot of athletes and they're, um, you know, some can't be bothered and mm -hmm. some are, are really truly the ones that, that are the nicest people, like they just last with you forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I remember the first time I met Ray Allen, mm -hmm. uh, I was I was a new intern at the Sonics and um, I'm wearing his jersey today, by, by the way, just shameless plug. I love it. Um, but when I went, when I met Ray Ray for the first time, I was uh, I was walking down in the halls of Key Arena with Rick Dupree, and Ray and Rick were really close friends, and Ray came running up behind him, and he was running, uh, he was running in the hallway yelling, Rick, 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 and we stopped and we turned around, and I'm like, deer in the headlights, I'm like, that's Ray Allen, that's, right. oh, like, that's, that's, yeah, he, he's, He's the best, right. uh. <laughs> uh, and and so I was like speechless. And he he saw as he came and approached us. He looked over and he saw me. And before saying anything else to Rick, he goes, "Hey man, what's your name?" And I was like, "Nate." And he's like, "Hey Nate, you you new here?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just started as an intern." And he reached out and shook my hand. He's like, "Really great to meet you, buddy. Welcome to the team." And like you know, before he took care of the business that he needed to take care of with Rick, he had, he, he had the, He made you know, time for yeah, that connection. He, yeah, mm -hmm. he said hi, which like seems, you know, seems simple, but uh, it's, it goes a long way. It stuck with me forever. I always said like, he's one of the nicest, classiest people I had ever met. 
Oh, that's awesome. I think that's so special about sports because we all have those memories of a certain yeah. game, of a certain play, of a certain interaction, of a certain moment. I mean, we're, we're surrounded by right. moments yes. here. And I think what is so special and like the community here in Seattle is so fortunate is that there's so many opportunities for these moments. You talked about Jamal Crawford and his Pro-Am. You know, we, we, we talked about some other, the big sporting events, Seafair. I mean, that's a staple in this community. And now moving forward, thanks to the work of the Seattle Sports Commission, we have some huge, huge events coming to the Pacific Northwest in the 2026 World Cup. We've got the 2023 MLB All-Star Game. We've got tons of NCAA competitions coming. I mean, so many amazing things. I would love for you, Beth, to kind of, what can you share with us kind of about the insight of, of bringing this to Seattle? Why is it important for the city of Seattle to be able to host these things? And how incredible is it to think about how many kids are going to have these moments that are going to be memories that will last the rest of their lives. Well, you really touched on a, a critical component of our mindset. Uh, and Maya Mendoza with the Sounders will recite this story uh, because Adrian Hanauer, owner, majority owner of the Sounders, has a very distinct memory of being an eight-year-old child and, and be having his first experience with, with soccer and uh, how much of an impact that made on him uh, and us wanting to give that same experience to the rest of the eight-year-olds here. And uh, I think eight years old is that, is that kind of that point where you do retain those memories mm -hmm. and can, it can really stick with you. Uh, I've actually just heard several other stories from people who have those kinds of similar memories as a yeah. child. So we really think about that. What events can come here that can create those memories? Uh, and then it also, of course, we wanted to, to have a positive impact on our region uh, from an economic standpoint, but also uh, we know we can use it to help to improve inclusivity. For instance, uh, creating uh, wayfinding through our city that takes you by local businesses mm -hmm. so that the visitors who are here for these big events are, are really patronizing our local businesses. Uh, and of course, we want them to go to Starbucks and we want them to go to the local Ethiopian coffee shop that mm -hmm. is also amazing. Uh, so to help to create some of that uh, process is, is one opportunity uh, for us. And so we want it to be a positive experience, not only for the visitors, but also locally here. We can use them to create a positive impact on uh, how we think about climate change and creating a walkable event uh, that uh, emphasizes public transportation and walkability as opposed to driving your car and parking it uh, in the parking lot. Uh, so we have we can we have the opportunity to use them as platforms to uh, perpetuate the goals and values that are so important to to our city, uh, and then it's there's also that that uh, global pride. Mm -hmm. Seattle is going to be on a global stage uh, for a lot of these events, and uh, that's something you know, Seattleites aren't known to to boast about our city. And uh, <laughs> although I have lived certainly all of my adult life here. I didn't grow up here, uh, and I marvel at, you know, no, we need to tell the good news about <laughs> Seattle uh, and, and not keep it a secret. So uh, I think that that is becoming more prevalent, and uh, Seattleites are proud of where we live, uh, and we should be. We have something really special here. So I want to tell the world about that, and sports is a great opportunity to do that. 
it's funny how we like we hide it a little bit. I, every, I always have people come into town and they're like, "It's so beautiful here." I'm like, "Shh, don't tell anyone. We don't it's want sunny everybody outside. moving here. We don't want anyone to know it is sunny yeah. outside." Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm so excited for the events that we have coming up, and I, I was just uh, uh, fortunate to be at um, LA's uh, Major League Baseball All Star Game this year, and all I could think about was just the level of excitement it's going to bring to our city. And uh, this is such a great city to host MLB All-Star. Um, and yeah. Tag Board is a, is a partner of Major League mm-hmm. Baseball. And so we'll be between the Sports Commission and, and Tag Board and uh, MLB. We're going to have to have some conversations on how to go big. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, I'm real excited for that. Well, and that's the fun part. I mean, when listening to Beth talk about the Sports Commission and, and, and my day-to-day getting to work with Tag Board and stuff, it just, I, I know I can, I can speak for all of us at Tag Board that, we love being the tool that different tentpole events, different teams, different organizations, different TV stations turn to to help with that right. inclusion, with that culture, with that community, to make people feel that one step further that they're involved or can can watch the digital live stream or yeah. can can you know maybe have a say of an opinion on something. And I just I think it's such a beautiful way that the relationship has come together and it's, it's, it's really special. I, I feel a brainstorm coming up here. I mean, because yes. we, we, we don't just touch the, mm-hmm. the, the Mariners and, and T-Mobile mm-hmm. Park, but we work with T-Mobile. Uh, mm-hmm. We work with Como 4 News, King 5 News, uh, Fox 13. Um, you know, I'm sure we could get Cairo involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Cairo, yes. if you're watching, yeah. no yeah. missing yeah. out. Yeah. We missing want out. you. Bruce um, <laughs> Sports, Sports Northwest. For, yeah. uh, so, you know, I mean, maybe there's a community initiative mm-hmm. we could bring together. Um, I, I, I love I, that. Yeah, I, I feel like they're... Too. Well, and, we, you know, when I produced the Special Olympics USA Games, one of my personal goals was I wanted every person in the Seattle region to feel like they had been touched by this event in one way or another. Either they were a sponsor or they were a volunteer or Mm -hmm. they were riding on light rail with a Special Olympics athlete and had a great encounter. Uh, And I think that kind of connection to the events uh, is is really the opportunity to have our community feel invested Mm -hmm. in the community and and we do that through these sporting events. Uh, But I think that's what where Tag Board and us, we can partner in such amazing ways because when they are posting uh, on social and talking about their experience, no matter what it is, they're feeling invested in it and connected to it, which is is all we want. Uh, You don't have to buy a ticket and attend the game to be connected to these sporting events and experience it. We were just bonding with our our friends over at King 5 on the the, uh, the Seattle Sports Commission uh, uh, golf golf tournament yesterday. Uh, We were bonding with them over the the hashtag 12 and I said that that is that's my favorite segment in, in right. local news because um, you know it, it's uh, it's just the community love for the Seahawks, right. which we've all experienced for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah. it's a special city, special place. We're so lucky to be a part of it, and I feel fortunate that you guys came and had this conversation here. We could today. do this all day. I know, I know, I know. Are they going to kick us out? I don't I know. know. We might be out of time, but on, on Sky, Sky needs to bring us beers next. Yeah, uh, I know. Not yeah. the hat. We want beers, <laughs> but I don't know if we want that recorded. Yeah. So on that note, I'm going to thank you both. Beth, thank Nate, you. thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. This was so much fun. And I think just the beginning of a bigger conversation, not just for us here in Seattle, but for other communities out there to try and replicate the magic that's taking place in this city. So agree.
Agreed. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Pat. Thanks. That does it for us here on Storyteller. Thank you, of course, to our producer, Sky Muller, and our production crew. We will see you guys next time. Thank you.